Previously on The Tantalus Tales. And I slam my staff. Black hole black. The power of the true god. And I cast Everett's Black Tentacles. Okay. Onto those two. <laughs> okay. You never do anything simple. Woo! Car, you need to learn to talk good like me. So good. <laughs> Is good. So, all right. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go with strength because Dazzledred's like three, three C thick. <laughs> you just do one of those cool like bullet time things where your head just dodges out of the way briefly, and the uh, you just move your head out of the way, and the meteor slides past it and just explodes off in the distance. There's a slight explosion behind you nice... that you don't even look at. Just raining rock. <laughs> who, who, who the fuck are you? Excuse me. I was in the middle of preening. I did not expect Rouge so quickly. How are you enjoying your tour? I shot a guy in the mouth. Enjoying your tour. Oh, it's been a hoot, really. Just fantastic. <laughs> mm. yeah, I just oh. don't know where to go. This, this place has been a real head turner. I know. Jeez. Just been on a swivel the whole time. I can't. My eyes, they're dinner plates. Gigantic. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, so, uh,. As you're answering, Spark steps out of another set of panels and onto another perch uh, a little higher above you. She's wearing a gray jumpsuit, stained and burned in places. On her right breast pocket is a patch of a star surrounded by five rings against a starry background that uh, is the symbol of the Tantalus Institute. Uh, It was dropped in a little earlier in the uh, chat on the Discord. Uh, If you feel you need to see that again she pats off some of the dust from her jumpsuit and exclaims good i'm glad you got to make use of this sparring circle uh that took some uh time to create but with spider's help we made good time i really hate i really hate how the o's the o's are all elongated uh but i picked it and i gotta stick with it god damn it (laughs) Uh, then Sparks glides down to her console and taps a few buttons with her taloned foot. Now, uh, she begins, I am the one in charge of getting our rectifiers from place to place. I've been doing this job so long I could do it with my eyes closed. And uh, she leans in towards T. Don't tell Hawthorne, but I have. 
She uh, chuckles a bit before ruffling herself up. Uh, Rouge! She clicks another set of buttons and something begins to print off before she rips it off and folds it into a square. She hands it to Rouge and she says, That thing we spoke about. Now, she says, turning back to you, You all look exhausted. Why don't you get some rest? We can't all be uh, night owls like me. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, we've just been winging it this whole day, right, guys? I could use some sleep. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, I've been laughing too hard, and my eyes hurt now. Ow. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll just go to bed. I'll be seeing you. I'll be seeing you later. <laughs> They're so bad, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> How uh, they are. For? <laughs> they are physically hurting me. Uh, these jokes. Uh, she laughs at her own stupid joke and says, "Oh, <laughs> owl always." I goddamn wrote it too. Jesus fuck. <laughs> owl. Oh god. Owl always be here. So come visit me again. I have a feeling he will. She waves a winged hand at you as Rouge leads you back to the elevator. Uh, Rouge hits a button, and the elevator begins to ascend. Uh, As the doors open on the residential level of the tower, Rouge leads you down the hall, passing by numerous numbered doors. And as you pass a door numbered 437, Rouge exclaims, Ah, uh, this is my room, if... I, I guess you guys ever, like, need anything. Well, I mean, I guess oh. if you do see them again, just, I hope we didn't ruffle their feathers too much, you know? I just, I, 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 I did that, maybe that came off a little racist, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm sure it's fine. Uh, oh, good. I, I think Sparks is into the whole, uh, punishment thing. <laughs> I want to high five you. So high funny. five. So fun. Uh, and then uh, as you continue down the hall, you make a sharp turn down another hallway before ending up in front of a door numbered 506. And this is uh, your lodgings for the time being. Uh, Rouge then Oops. opens the door and ushers you in. Inside there is a sitting quarters with a couple of chairs and a couch, a table along the wall with a pointed... A uh, plant in a pot, a pointy plant in a pot, and along the other walls there are a couple more doors. One leads you to a bathroom area, and the other to a bedroom with two sets of bunk beds built into the wall. Top bunk, call it. Dibs the bathroom. Uh. <laughs> He's gonna sleep in the bathroom. Okay. Jeez, you got the bathtub in there, right? It can't be comfortable. Yeah. Have you heard Bakar snore? <laughs> Nice is better than the floor. <laughs> and in between the two bunks is a what appears to be a questionable window uh, showing a non-fractured starry sky. Starry night sky, excuse me. What would you like to do? Hmm. Let me go look, at the, look out the window and see if things. it's really a, like a sky or just like an image. You're going to search the window? Yes. Give me an investigation check. Alrighty. I got a, what was uh, that? a 12. A 12? Yeah. You can uh, you can see that it's a 
it is a fake-ish looking window uh, with what appears to be a sticker of a night sky underneath the 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 faux frame of a window. It's a it's a little thicker. It's not like a a just slapped on the wall sticker, but it is it is the appearance like a painting. Yeah, kind it's of. it's you know the ambiance like of the room really it helps. Yeah. A lot. So how rude would it be to like peel it off? <laughs> I was gonna say that. Next. I mean, you could try, I suppose. I'm gonna draw a moon <laughs> but... on it now. <laughs> <laughs> what wait um, guys what phase of the moon is it right now like full three-quarter so waxing gibbous okay i'm down with that let's do it wait, how many moons do they have oh, we're gonna just put one because frankly more than that not cool with it <laughs> well considering the last episode had plenty of moon in it he i think our didn't our planet have it was a full moon okay i seem to recall our planet only having one moon let me think about that for a second hmm I'm pretty sure yes. we have two. It also kind of exploded on top of us, I think. Yeah. I mean, you did have a red moon. Yeah. Briefly. <laughs> it was pretty when it lasted. In that case, we're gonna. I'm yeah. gonna draw a blue moon. A blue moon. Uh, yeah. Okay. Is it standing alone? Yeah. Nice. Maybe I'll draw another one. Sing- <laughs> <laughs> You've got this this window. That shows a uh, a night sky with a crudely drawn moon. That that's just rude. <laughs> well, you know what? No. Uh, before I tell you the uh, the the quality of your uh, your moon drawing, roll me a performance check. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let me see what I got here. Uh, oh, I got a twenty. Nat twenty. You got a you got a nat twenty. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> The only time he'll roll yeah, one. Absolutely. This is, this is how I roll. So, That's how I roll. What are you going to do? So uh, with this uh, with this uh, night sky uh, sticker uh, painting on the wall, uh, you can't tell that it was drawn, that a, uh, a moon was drawn on. It looks like it's supposed to be there. It's perfect. Awesome. <laughs> it's the, this uh, is the only artistic thing I'm going to do in my entire life, and I wasted it on this. <laughs> <laughs> wasted what all right are you talking I, I take about? it back it i beautiful. used it on this <laughs> so uh you guys have uh your bedroom has the four bunks uh i'll let you decide where exactly you want to uh make haste with that you've got your your uh artistic window uh and uh well i want to peel the sticker off do you want to try and spill you want to try and we're gonna, have, we're gonna come to blows over that if you do. You best leave it there, bro. <laughs> I I talked about my interest in peeling this window off way before you drew a match. You should have pulled it off before I drew it. We're gonna fight about this. Is it very appealing? This is no time for puns. This is serious business now. That's the only time for puns. No, every. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll concede your oh, point. Oh Jesus. Uh, are you going to try and pull yeah, it off? Absolutely. All right. Uh, fuck. What would that be for? Just leave uh, like half of it on there, please. Like dexterity. Yeah, yeah dexterity roll. Huh. Uh, Boy, am so... I in luck. <laughs> watch you watch you roll uh, one. I hope so. Hit yourself in the face. Ow. 
<laughs> ha, ten. A ten. Uh, you attempt to. Uh, you attempt to uh, with. I assume since you really haven't had any time for like self care. Uh, tea. Since you've been on the road and you've been beamed up and you've been Ice interrogated and all this stuff. What was that? Ice cleans me every once in a while. <laughs> oh, not not cleaning. Like I'm I'm sure your nails have gotten a little uh, little long on your time on the road. You haven't oh, really yeah, clipped them. Absolutely. And as as you uh, as you go to uh, try and peel this, it's it's a little thicker than like your standard sticker in 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 the real world, and uh, as you, you you get a little bit of it on the corner, but as you try and pull it back, your nail just just rips. Ah! Oh. I'm gonna make you pay for that. Good yeah. lord! Nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he didn't nail it. Is what I said. Time for a pun. <laughs> it's the only time. <laughs> well, that's the line. Okay, I'm going to bed. See ya. <laughs> all right. So uh, you started on me. This is all your guys' fault. Dive into the top bunk of one of the beds and just you know cry myself to sleep over that image. <laughs> Well, you have you have attempted to, but you uh, you have uh, uh, hurt yourself a little bit. I'm not gonna make you roll damage for that. That's just emotional. It's like watching someone step on a nail. God. Rouge then uh, gets ready to uh, leave you to your places. Is there anything you need to say to the party? Uh, no. I, I if. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. There's nothing. All right, we'll oh, cut wait. that out. I thought uh, for sure there was something she wanted to say to, to you. Wait, is there? Is this no. like a hotel? Is there room service? Because it got numbers in the door, right? Yeah, no. I don't think uh, the numbers. I would think would be more like apartmenty. Oh, because it is the residential section of the tower. They just couldn't afford to give us different rooms. Right. Yeah. No. Uh, you are. We're erectors. They should treat us like. <laughs> Erectors, he says. We were very last minute. Alright. Uh, you are a last minute addition, yes. Uh, but, so, the three of you, uh, then, after Rouge leaves, stand there alone in this brand new space. Your first night without Richard. Tensions are running thing, <laughs> running high. Hey, a night without Richard. Yeah. <laughs> That's rich. <laughs> no, it's not. My life is far less rich without him in it. So the three of you stand here alone in this brand new space without Richard, without Father, without Mercy, without Lysandra. I'm pretty sure that was what her name was. Yes. Sure. What would what do you guys do? Do you talk amongst yourselves? Do you just go to sleep? What would you like to do? This is your your time to uh converse amongst yourselves. I believe this is my regularly designated brooding time, so I will engage in that. Thank you. It doesn't take long, though. Only a few minutes. So, are you going to brood out of your window? No, I'm going to brood on the top of the bed, just staring at the ceiling. So, Oren got a top bunk? Yeah, I got there first. I called it. Yeah. You two we'll can take fight the, over the other uh, one. Other two bunks. Picard does not care. <laughs> so, uh. Yeah. Tea and ice. Ice gets his own bunk, apparently. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No. Of course. <laughs> and the night when Bakar goes to the bathroom, he'll come back and accidentally sit on tea. 
Oh, I assume yeah. I assume Ice got the top bunk. He yeah, did. that's why I have to sit on T. <laughs> no, there's four bunks. Yeah. There's two exactly. sets of two bunk beds. There's two sets of bunks. You're not well, welcome if, no, in my if, bed. <laughs> if T has the other bunk and Picard decides to just like walk in the dark and then accidentally sits on the wrong bunk, it's gonna be T he sits on. You're That's gonna, gonna be really awkward for you. Yep. Hey, you're gonna sit on a weird dagger. It depends. Is is it consensual? Nope. I mean, he's he's got a tentacle <laughs> staff. Do you really want to so sit on kinky? that? So kinky. I don't think you're ready for the majors, but. <laughs> so kinky Guys, look, sitting. Guys, we just ran into a bird. I'm trying to brood here. Okay, I'm broody. Jeez. But yeah, cutting please into my do not sit hey, on my staff. Bakar is going to cry when you're all asleep, and it's gonna be soft tears of. <laughs> <laughs> ha. Okay. All right. Well, while you guys brood and sleep hey, and cry sleep and cry yourselves <laughs> to sleep. Creeping. Uh, <laughs> cry uh, sleep. As you guys do that, uh, up in the sky, the fractured space. Uh, shooting stars pass by as the colors of blue and purple mix and swirl. The dim light from the fractures fluctuate in brightness as you feel a lingering sensation that you're being watched. However, come morning, you are awoken by a bright light. The window between your bunks now shows a morning sunrise with the stunning moon you drew Really adding to the image. <laughs> uh, if you didn't notice, uh, the the picture changed a bit, except for the fact that now there is a moon in the middle of this morning sun painting. And as the sun in the image rises higher, you hear a knock on your front door. What do you do? Five more minutes. Jesus. When you two go answer it, Jeep. Bakar sleeps in the nude. Like I, uh, yeah, you, you should care. probably go get it, Bakar. Yeah. Okay, Bakar gets up and answers in the yeah. nude. <laughs> Bakar answers. It's hardly new for you. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, as uh, Bakar answers the door in the nude, Rouge stands in the doorway aghast, with bag and a large pitcher. With a bag and a large pitcher. Oh, 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 no. Oh, oh, my goodness. I am sorry. I, is it a bad time? You don't gotta be sorry. No, just come in. Yeah, just ignore that one. Sorry, you just woke me. Do. Okay, uh, I brought, I brought I'll rolls. Put on milk. some pants. Is that what you guys like? I don't know. I'll eat it. Um, sure. All right. Thank you. I express my gratitude. Thank you. Uh, so she offers you the food and... Uh, and after you guys have had a chance to consume it, uh, assuming you all get dressed. We're assuming that? Since this is apparently a... confirm it. Oh, no, just to, you have to confirm every time. Yes. Yeah, no, I am, I'm going to have <laughs> to each time. Are thy trousers secure? They are currently secure. Excellent. Okay, so you all got dressed then? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. I suspect that I just slept clothed because <laughs> I was too broody to change. I said this would be a thing, and it's now a thing. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so afterwards, uh, she leads you out the door, and 
to the elevator once more. And once you are in the elevator, Rouge hits the button for Hawthorne's level and the familiar robotic voice accepts the selection as the elevator ascends. As it does, Rouge turns to you and says, I, uh, never really got a chance to say thank you for helping on, uh, Gamma 7392. I, uh, don't know if I would have made it out there without, without your guys' help, so, uh, I just wanted to let you know how grateful I am. Uh, after I bring you up to Hawthorne, I'll be, uh, leaving, leaving the station on a new assignment, so I am not entirely sure when I will see you next. Well, think nothing of it. Glad to help. Thank you for helping us as well. May your erections be strong. Uh, <laughs> I, I will do my best. Keep your, yeah, keep everything's... Oh, never mind. Keep yourself erect? Is that what you said? No. So now that I think about it, that would have been perfect. <laughs> As the elevator reaches the top floor, Rouge holds the door open for you and watches you leave before hitting a button and heading back down herself. As you guys enter Hawthorne's quarters once again, you see the same familiar room, and Hawthorne has his back to you as he stands at the counter preparing tea. He turns, holding a platter with several cups of tea, and sets it down on the coffee table surrounded by chairs. He gestures for you to join him. Okay, I'll do that then. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to stand. I'll I'll sit. I'm going to stand, but I'll enjoy the tea. Most people do, baby. This bumpkin over here shows no manners whatsoever. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for meeting with me. Has your time on the station been pleasant thus far? It's been uh, it's been a real treat. It really has been. Been more enjoyable than expected. Not too shabby. Wonderful. Uh, Rouge informs me of your victory on the training field. It's very impressive. It was nothing. It's a Tuesday. It wasn't nothing. They were excellent opponents. It was and less. I appreciate their efforts <laughs> against us. as you respond Hawthorne's expressions become more serious as he gazes at the three of you let's get straight to the matter at hand I would like you to stay with us here at the Tantalus Institute and become rectifiers I believe you have the ability to help us turn the tides in the fight against chaos and I don't mean to put too much pressure on you Hawthorne Pauses for a moment. Have you come to a decision on whether or not you will join us? Well, uh, mostly. What would we do if we didn't join you? I mean, I can't really think of an alternative. Just sit here for the rest of my life? That's no fun. So, yeah, I'm totally in. What's in it for us? I'm not going to work for free. Well, of course you wouldn't work for free. Rectifiers, due to the reliance we have and the risks taken, rectifiers are among our highest paid members. Not only do you receive a living stipend while on base, but you will be given a very generous bonus upon completion of any missions. The bonus, of course, being larger for successful missions. Understood. I will do it. So, as a rectifier, I've heard it's not smart to work more than four hours a day. Is this true?
regulations prohibit me from answering that question. Like, I'll have to get a doctor's note if it's any longer than that. Fantasy OSHA tells me I cannot answer this. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Taylor, your DM and lore master, coming to you just quick to talk about our sponsor for this week's episode. We have an interstellar podcast called Point Zero Star that we'd like to share with you this week. Um, they are a fantastic real play uh, podcast along the veins of Star Trek and Farscape and John Scalzi books. If you're a fan of any of those, give them a quick listen. We've got a short preview for you to listen to. Take a look. Greetings, interstellar travelers from Point Zero Star, a sci-fi RPG adventure with five humble Canadians as your hosts. Follow the crew of the Mary Shelley, Vinyl Flyway. I would just hate it if we walked in there, you know, with like a gun, and then she shot us with our own gun. Kays. You'll have to excuse me, Coachella, but I'm going to have to uh, cut our lunch short. Coachella's my sister. Nix Nedra. And she looks up at Nix, and she's studying you for a sec, just eyeing you up. I flex. And the daring captain, Rust Duckers. And he's like, that that's you, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, if you ever hear anybody talking about it, just remind them who you sold this thing to. They're just trying to earn some thread and stay under the radar, but things haven't worked out that way so far. Look for Point Zero Star on iTunes or wherever you receive podcast transmissions. Again, that was Point Zero Star. You can find them wherever you find podcasts. Uh, they also have a Patreon if you want to take a look at theirs. They make some fantastic stuff at uh, patreon.com backslash point P-O-I-N-T zero star, all one word, point zero star. Give them a look-see and show them some Tantalus Tales love. But now, back to the show. Enjoy. I imagine you will probably be working more than four hours a day as a rectifier. Mm. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys. Uh, <laughs> that's just going to keep going that way, isn't it? Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> I wasn't anticipating all these uh, erection jokes when I named them. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know. Uh, you should have named it something like adjudicators or something instead. Justifier, like Templar, you know, something like that. Oh God, no, not a Templar. That'd be that'd be weird. Uh, the yeah, religious connotations in weird. that. Uh, I, I prefer the erectal. Okay. The dysfunctional I, humor. I, I don't need to know which way you or prefer. Mag, I don't know, magistrates or something, something, something like that. Wandering magistrates. Nah, no, nah, no. We're gonna we're gonna stick with rectifiers. It's really grown on me. Uh, Hmm. <laughs> Legit. 
So yes, Hawthorne explains that you will be compensated, that you will be working more than four hours a day. Okay. <laughs> but what are uh, you as you all, what, is it what what what's the uh, currency? You are paid in gold. There's gold. Okay, good. Okay. Yes. Gold. Got it. Gold. Gold is the universal standard. <laughs> good. That keeps you simple. Excellent. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure of that. Because I'd forgotten. However, uh, as you guys accept your accept the offer of uh, Hawthorne, he smiles at you and jumps out of his chair. This is truly fantastic news. I was not exaggerating when I said I believed you have the ability to turn the tides in this fight against chaos. I am excited, but I cannot say I am surprised by your decision. Hawthorne then walks over to a table and grabs three folders and passes them out to each of you. Inside, you find a few photographs, a few papers with figures and bullet points, and at the top of the sheet, you see the title Delta 9273. Usually, the twins take care of mission briefings, but since this is your first mission, I'd like to help you prepare. Delta 9273 has many similarities to your own world. The climate, flora, fauna, etc. are all relatively similar. What is unique about Delta 9273 is that they have a reliance upon an unusually abundant tropium ore found on this planet. Ah, uh, yes. Ore, huh? Never heard of it. Yes, their entire society relies upon tropium. Their weapons and armor are made from it, they build with it. They even use it as currency. He shuffles his papers briefly. While this has been fine in the past, deposits of tropium are becoming harder to find. They are required to dig deeper and deeper to find increasingly small amounts of the ore. They delve too deep. Go deeper. <laughs> uh, earthquakes and cave-ins are becoming a regular occurrence. The miners fear returning to the mines. Not only do they fear cave-ins, but they say being so far underground is unnatural. And that is saying a lot for dwarves who spend a fair bit of their lives in mines. Really? Hmm. Nobody... The more you know. Yeah. Uh, nobody on Delta 9273 relies more on the flow of tropium than the mining corporations themselves. They have thrived for centuries, profiting and ruling by providing the tropium that the world relies upon. Losing the tropium would mean the end of the source of their wealth. And that is what we know. Without eyes on the ground, it is hard to get the details. This will be your first job. Understand the situation and react accordingly. What would you like to do now? So we're supposed uh, to figure out... Wait, what's our ultimate goal again? I'm, I'm missing something. We want to find out why the tropium's gone, or what's what the earthquakes? Uh, so, y so you guys are about to depart for a world that is full of mining. They are reliant on this ore called tropium. Uh-huh. And there has been increasingly uh, staggering earthquakes and different 
uh, and different um, Cadence? events happening in the mines that show that it is on the brink of chaotic failure, what you need to do is figure out a way to stop it. The information isn't abundant. What we know is that the world is on the brink of chaos, and we want you to stop that from happening. Right. How do we uh, rectify things? We go in and figure it out and then stop it. We're just going to oh, go so in, go like in an, deep, and then come back like out. A process is rectified. It's not like. Well, rectify just means correct. You know, return yes, to correct order. it. We reestablish order. How oh, you decide this... to rectify it is your decision. Oh. Is this going to be on the test? That's a terrible idea. <laughs> is there a test? Without eyes on the ground, we have no idea what to do. We don't know the solution, ah. which is where you come into play. Gotcha. Okay. All right. We can do that, right? All right, everyone. Got it. Hands in. Let's go. One, two, three. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> what are we saying? Well, three? you have been to Sparks previously, correct? You have met Sparks? Correct. Totally. He was Isn't a hoot. That's my joke. <laughs> I'll kill you for taking that. Well, you you will depart from the engineering department with Sparks. She will show you what to do and get you properly prepared for your first mission. If there's anything you need to do prior to departing, now would be your choice. Now would be your chance, excuse me. The sooner you touch down on Delta 9273, the sooner we can suss out the situation and save their world. All right. What would you like to do? And as as a note, you don't necessarily need to go anywhere prior to doing this. I'm not saying you, if you don't pick up a certain item or anything, you'll be fucked. I roll for quest line. <laughs> I, item. So, uh, but if there's anything you want to do prior to leaving, now is your chance to do so. It's, uh, right. no, no turning back type of moment. I, so we'll probably be going in caves a lot, right? Mm -hmm. We need some kind of artificial light source we can rely on, I think. Um. My sword. Somebody does have does the glowy sword a work? source of artificial light. Sun sword! Right. That's your, right. Your, your sword of daylight savings. Good. That'll work then. I've been charging uh, yeah, it up then. I'll, I'll do that right before we leave. And, uh, hey, Hawthorne, well, we do need, bro, like, you got, like a maybe flashlight or something that I can take. a helmet. Do you want a helmet? Or do you Probably. mean, or do you mean like a hard hat? A helmet. Hard hat. <laughs> can I have a hard hat helmet? Is there like a mix? Is there a hybrid? A hard mitt? Hard mitt. <laughs> I just need something really hard, okay? Well. <laughs> That's what Boy, do I have a job said. for you. <laughs> sounds like a job for the uh, rectifiers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay. So. But, uh, yes, no, if there's anything you want to try and grab before you head out, uh, now would be the time. Otherwise, am... do you want to go down to Sparks, then? I'm going to go grab uh, uh, like some kind of flashlight or something. Something like that. I'm yeah, do they grab... give us like a toolkit? A magic flashlight. Yeah, Wait, like a toolkit of like. Be able to generate light to see why. I mean the the spider communication devices are a way for 
uh, the people up here to monitor your health and stuff and get you out if they need to be. They lock on to the spiders. Right. Okay. Can I get just like a kit for like mining or venturing, like dungeoning? You don't need to mine stuff. You just need to go in the mine. No, dungeoning though. You're you're going through a dungeon essentially. You're going I mean, through delving, a, a I believe cave. Is what you refer to delving is what we do in a delving, dungeon. diving. I prefer diving. You just go head first in. <laughs> like you're swimming. Well, you can do that. I'll you know go in feet first. It's a bit safer. Uh, yes, if you need That's to get, if you feel like you need a dungeoneering kit, uh, they do sell them at pretty much any of the general stores on the base, and is a okay. fairly standard item right. in world. We'll just go grab one world. Then. Yeah. So you all have dungeoneering kits, and you are on your way down to Sparks. Yep. The elevator doors open when you arrive on the engineering floor. You see Sparks and Spider at the center of the room. It appears as though they were arguing before you enter the room. Boys, I'm so glad that I caught you before you left. I heard that you were going on a mission to a planet rich in tropium. I have a teensy tiny little favor to ask of you. Could you maybe pick up a bit for me? Okay. What, uh, what we'll are you going to make with do that? <laughs> uh, Sparks turns to Spider and says, They have a serious mission should you really be distracting them so that you can make new toys well now i'm curious what kind of toys exactly oh what a tangled web we weave (laughs) (laughs) uh oh it wouldn't be too much trouble if you do manage to bring some back i'm sure i'll think of something to use it for that you'll enjoy she turns and she winks at T. Uh, how many? Oh. Wait, how much do we need to bring back? How many kilograms? Oh, I'm sorry. What are kilograms? Uh, how many pounds? As much as you can bring would be fine. As much or as little, I'm sure I can find something to use it for. Do you have a uh, bag of holding? I could bring you back quite a lot. <laughs> Uh, oh, you know, I don't have one. But how much gold do you guys have? Um, I believe I have 2,300 uh, right now, unless I have to count some off from what I spent on the dungeon thing. Did I have to pay for that hat? I assume I still have it on, right? Uh, no, you all got a free freebie from, uh, free Vern. Okay. I had, like, 1,350. No. We, we all doubled that because we bet everything on that match. Yeah. So it's oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you I'll did. Du- you did double whatever you had. So. Okay, I, I have over all... two thousand. Yeah, we both got on that twenty-six hundred k plus. Okay, so that uh, is twenty-five hundred gold pieces for a bag of holding. Hmm. Should we each pay for? Do some any of, it? of you have enough for that? Twenty-five hundred yeah. depends. Who's gonna hold we it? We all pay into it. I'd be down to do that. Each of us drops a 800-ish. One of us drop 900. I'd cover it, I think. I can drop the 900. All right, and you can carry it. I'm cool with that. Uh, sure. All right, well, uh, each each of you decide which one's taking the 800 and which one's taking the 900, and I'll say, yeah, you picked up one. Uh, I drop 800. taking the 900. 
All right. So yes, I have not and, agreed uh, yet. Spider says, as much as you can bring, the more tropium means more fun. Okay. And uh, I'm going to assume then that you decided to get a uh, a bag of holding then. Do you just decide which one of you is taking That's... the 900 and the other two take the 800 yeah. off? See, uh, We're waiting we on just... the naked knight. No, we just uh, to, we uh... tackle Bakar and just take the money off him. Oh, you want to fight me? <laughs> no, I was actually going to just like, hit you from behind when you weren't looking. Party infighting. I like it. <laughs> you want to fight? Let's fight. <laughs> oh dear. But they just. The car enjoys a fight. So uh, uh, give us the money. I mean, what do you what do you have the money if you're not going to for if you're not going to spend it? Come on. I have it for my reasons. Uh huh. Uh huh. You have it for bupkis. Seriously. Come on. I have it for my reasons. Just because you wanted a hat and someone wanted a cape doesn't mean I can't keep my money for other I things. I didn't pay for the hat. Oh, you yeah, didn't? It was free. They were free. No, no. All of you got freebies yeah. from Vern. One oh, got a hat, I... one got a scarf uh, cloak thing, and uh, one of you got a, a bear hide. Yeah, that was no. I wasn't so. paying attention to what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And And as you guys are... Uh, being grumpy and looking like you're about to fight, Spider says, Ooh, let's not fight before your mission. Save your energy for finding tropium. I promise you will be very well rewarded if you bring me some tropium. All right. Is that good enough for you? And uh, I guess if you guys just figure out who uh, is taking... If you want to split it down the middle, then uh, uh, between um, f uh, T and... Orin, you can do that as well. For uh, how much gold? You'll be richly rewarded. Come on. Pay up. With what? More gold. gold. So much gold. How's this? You uh, Give us the 800, and I'll promise you double that when we get to the end of it, even if I pay myself. Have I gotten that gold for supposedly saving the world? <laughs> the we, gold we piece did not from, do that. We <laughs> failed to do that. <laughs> I mean, for all you know, yeah, probably. It's in your bank account. Yeah. Back home. You still owe me that, but fine. <laughs> Alright, so you guys have a bag of holding, and uh, <laughs> Sparks hops up onto her console again, and she says, fine, fine, fine. She shoes Spider away and then opens a drawer from her desk. Now, all three of you, line up, please. She pulls out three syringes from her drawer and hops over to each one of you. Mind the pinch. Uh -oh. This will help with that woozy feeling you feel upon re-entry. Oh, great, I hate needles. She sticks each of you in the leg with these syringes. It stings momentarily, but... But it's worth it. Just a... Yeah, it's a little more than a pinprick. Uh... This is nothing. Yep. Sparks then hops back onto her console and presses a few buttons before a pair of sliding doors opens up to the familiar white room you remember waking up to uh, when you got beamed up. Now, uh, step on in and remember like to breathe slowly. No anesthetic. God. <laughs> yep. Breathe slowly and calmly. It'll all be over in a blink. As you step into the room, the doors slide shut behind you, and Sparks' voice comes out over a loudspeaker. 
Okay, are you ready? On the count of three, I'll send you down. Three, and after she says three, you feel your extremities go numb. <laughs> Looking around you, your party members are beginning to fade away as well. That, that weightless story? feeling comes over you once again, and then everything goes black. And you're dead, because it didn't work. Well, I lived a good uh, life. Yeah. What was in that syringe? <laughs> it was just a bunch of heroin, right? Yeah, it was just yeah, it a... Was. It was... It was We're an, really high. Uh, it was a one high right there. So high, I was low. Jeez. <laughs> you, got, you got yourself a speedball there. Uh, but, anywho, as your bodies begin pulling themselves back together, you first notice... You're not nearly as woozy as you were in the first time you experienced this. Probably that shot uh, Sparks gave you. But either way, as you focus your eyes against the light of the twin suns in the sky, you realize that the three of you are standing atop a hill, overlooking machines spewing black smoke into the air. The landscape is peppered with holes and piles of dirt. Looking closer... Through the haze of the smog, you can see stumps lining the land. A great forest appears to have been cleared out of this valley to make way for mining. On a taller, adjacent hill, you see a, a town carved into the hillside. Carts are being moved up and down roads. Dwarves are moving in and out of doors that lead to the hillside. Atop the hill is a large, walled estate. As you are observing your surroundings, you hear a shout from the valley below. You notice one of the carts led by two dwarves being surrounded by several brown-robed figures. What do you do? Cough. What did you say, Bakar? I cough. Yo, you cacod. Is that your battle cry now? No, it's I cough. Like as in oh, you coughed. <clears throat> Ahem. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> All I can think about. Boo, you whore. It's so bright here. Wow. Okay, so let's uh let's see what's going on down there. Let's head on down. Okay. Let's be a little down, cautious though. On, come on down. Do, 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 do. <laughs> All right, you guys uh, make your way down the hill, and as you can see, as you guys make your way down the hill, you see a little closer. You've got. Five uh, robed figures that are uh, essentially, uh, oh, what do you call that when you, uh, raiders, raiders, thieves, uh, highway robbery. Yeah, accosting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these uh, hooded figures are uh, robbing, robbing. These hooded figures are robbing the cart. Uh, what would you like to do? Punch someone. Stand, uh, stand off. Do you want to see what's in the cart? What's in the cart? Yeah. In the cart, there is a very small amount of tropium. That was easy. Let's help. Or what you assume is tropium. It is a blue, slightly translucent uh, mineral. All right. I see. Uh, I'll jump. Are we going in? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. I'm uh, already down there. Beef. Oh, are you already fighting? <laughs> I've already had there. I'm already going. Oh, you're okay. Well, I, I'm... scratch the uh, the stealth attack, I guess. 
Um, because we're on yep. a ledge, right? Like above, or are we on like a hill away, kind of far away? Yeah. Am I close enough to shoot at them? Uh, yes, you are. I mean, you're an archer. I know. Just you should to be know able to hit people from afar. They They're too far. Uh, well, if you, well, Bakar seems like she's that he's already down there. Okay. I'm start. I'm heading down there. Don't know if I'll reach it before he shoots. All right. We could roll for They're it. They're gonna be shocked when I'll I start shooting them. I'll start rushing, I guess. Hey everyone, Taylor again. Thanks for listening to episode 8 of the Tantalus Tales. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. My apologies for the length of the episode, but to make up for it, we'll be dropping uh, episode 9 next week on the 12th of June. If we have any friends in the Minneapolis area, uh, or any who are going to be at Convergence over the first weekend of July, please let us know, as Colleen and I will be out there for the event, and we'll have some Tantalus Tales stuff on us. We are also on some panels the first day of con. I'll be on the RPG Gaming for an Audience, and Colleen will also be moderating a panel on creating a good party. So, if you're going to be out and about for that, we'd love to meet you. I'd like to thank our Patreons for their support, as well as all of the people who have discussed the show with us in real life or through email. Hearing from you all makes us incredibly happy, and it means the world to us. If you're interested in having someone on the show named after you, share our stuff, like us, tweet at us, because when we look for names for NPCs, we look for our fans. We look towards our fan base, and we would love to include you. Uh, I want to thank uh, What's Good for the use of their song intro. Go check them out on SoundCloud if you haven't already. Uh, before I head out, I had some people ask about Vern and his shop. If you happen to have any ideas for fancy weapons, armor, or items that aren't necessarily out of the D&D book, let us know. Uh, Vern's shop is definitely the place for wacky items, and if we use one you submitted, we'll credit you profusely in the show. So thanks again for listening, and we'll see you all next week for Episode 9. See you then!